In a world where knowledge is power, listen to industry-leading experts discuss the future of digital currency. Welcome to the Crypto Untangled podcast. Learn the ins and outs of cryptocurrency and blockchain and take your wealth to the next level. Now, here is your host, Dr. Budib. Hello, Crypto World. How are you doing today? Have you done any good investment recently? Or are you keeping good track of your money and maybe you are thinking what your next investment will be? I'm your host, Yonida, a researcher by profession and crypto enthusiast by occasion. You are listening now to Crypto Untangled. This is a program dedicated in spreading the knowledge and information about the benefits of investing in crypto market and blockchain in the most efficient, easy, simple and untangled way as possible. Today, in the first episode, I will introduce you to a very gripping and promising project, Epic Cash. Do you know that 1.7 billion adults have no access to the global financial system, while another 1.3 billion are underserved? Epic Cash unlocks human potential by connecting individuals to the global market. Fast, virtually free to use and open to all. With the motto privacy, a key ingredient for freedom, Epic is designed to be a currency for everyone and combines the privacy-protecting Mimblewimble protocol with sound economics and fair distribution. To speak more about Epic Cash, its novelty, functions, principles and the way how it operates, its coin's utility, the privacy protection protocols and many more, I have here with me a brilliant creative and easygoing person, the founder of Epic Cash, Max. Hello, hello. Hello, Max. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? Are you a doctor too? Yes, I'm a doctor too. (laughs) Wow, that's very, very impressive. So you guys are not just crypto people, but you're uh, uh, smart in other areas too. Thanks a lot, thanks a lot. So I would like to start our conversation and again, thank you for accepting and you are our first guest. Really? Yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. That's great. Um, great. I was very excited. I read about your project and I would say that holds some brilliant ideas behind it, really. And I would like to congratulate you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we, we've been working on it for over two years now. Uh, the way it came about was uh, Bitcoin is almost perfect. Um, if Bitcoin had privacy and you could mine it at home, then in my opinion, it would be perfect. So we just only modified the tiny little bit of things that Bitcoin is not perfect on. And uh, uh, so hopefully the world uh, comes to appreciate it. I'm pretty sure that will. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that will. 
So yeah. if I would like to start our conversation in more details, and uh, I was very curious, and I'm pretty sure that our listeners would be too, about the story that Epic Cash holds behind. Like, what is it? How did you come up with the idea of creating Epic Cash? And also I read when I was going through the project that Epic Cash satisfies the three principal functions of money. What do you mean by that? Sure. Um, so we'll take those in two parts. So the uh, principal features of money are as a store of value, a medium of exchange, and a unit of account. A store of value is a way to conserve value or conserve purchasing power over time. Um, a medium of exchange facilitates commerce for people to get around the problem of coincidence of wants in barter. If I have a cow and you have wheat, then that presents problems. If we have an agreed upon standard that we can use in the middle of those two sides of the transactions, then that facilitates, facilitates trade and we all get wealthier. And then unit of account is a measuring system, uh, just like we have meters and uh, uh, pounds and, and inches and milliliters uh, for volume and weight. Um, unit of account is uh, just a way of, of uh, putting a quantity on the amount of money or economic energy that we uh, need to use for one side of a transaction. And so the way that we came up with Epic was getting back to the idea that Bitcoin is the uh, best financial technology, the best idea of money that we've ever had as a, as a species. Uh, gold was the best money technology for 5,000 years because of its superior properties, mainly scarcity. Uh, but Bitcoin with its paradigm of absolute scarcity rather than relative scarcity versus gold represents a fundamental leap forward. And that's why it has such good performance as a store of value. Uh, the price of Bitcoin. So uh, Bitcoin is, almost perfect, but there are a couple problems. Because there is no privacy in Bitcoin, that means everybody can see what everyone else does with their money. And you have a censorship problem. Um, if people can, uh, can see who you're sending money to, then they can block transfers to certain recipients and you get into political interference. For example, Visa and MasterCard um, decided to blockade WikiLeaks and say that you can't use your money to support this political cause that we disagree with. Um, it's also dangerous to be rich in countries that have weak rule of law. Uh, for example, one of our community and uh, community members in Mexico told us a story where uh, some, someone that he knows um, had uh, a situation where there was a bank branch employee that had their family threatened by organized crime to reveal information on rich customers. And when they made a withdrawal from the bank, hey, show up to this place at this time, the guy's gonna be there with a bunch of money. Uh, it's rich to be dangerous in certain places. And when you extend that to blockchain, um, the, the, the personal safety implications are quite serious. And then of course you have the business considerations as a, a company, you don't want your competitors to know um, uh, about your revenue patterns and who your suppliers are. You don't want, if you pay your staff in cryptocurrency, you don't want everyone to know how much everyone else is making. Um, uh, there's already a pattern of credit card companies watching your um, uh, spending patterns and selling that data to, for example, insurance companies. And then they change your prices. If you buy 
tobacco or let's say you are into legal cannabis or something like that, um, there's all kinds of problems when you have trans transparency in, in money. And so if Bitcoin had privacy, it would just be a better system of money for all of those areas. We could take it from 1% of people that use crypto to maybe 10% of people. Um, everybody talks about adoption and uh, getting more uh, usability in the real world. And I think that yeah. privacy um, and by extension fungibility, which is the property that all units of a currency are the same, um, is an essential progression in that. And the other piece is that 85% um, uh, of all of the Bitcoins that ever will exist already do exist and they're in a relatively small number of hands. Um, Epic provides a chance for people to rewind the clock and go back to 2010 and say, hmm, I've seen this movie before. Um, uh, let me go and participate in this um, and also crucially mine it at home. With Bitcoin, you need to buy $2,000 ant mining ant miner equipment from Bitmain or similar companies um, out of China. And every six to nine to 12 months, you have to buy the latest gear because the old ones are, are obsolete. And so with Epic, we designed a multi-algorithm system where anyone can mine it on an ordinary home computer, everything from an old laptop to a powerful server to if you have a graphics card um, or even uh, smartphone mining is something that's on the roadmap uh, by uh, this time next year or even sooner, um, you'll be able to, uh, to run a full node and actually help secure the network and earn a reward in coins on a, a cheap $10 uh, smartphone. Um, and that's not a gimmick. Other networks have done this that's where amazing. it's just kind of it's kind of fake. They just give you coins for running the app or whatever. But this is actually um, processing proof of work um, for, for the network. Um, the, the thing that makes that happen is a protocol advancement in compression of blockchain data called Mimblewimble. The Bitcoin blockchain for a frame of reference is 280 gigabytes and the Epic blockchain is one gigabyte. So you can't fit the entire blockchain and validate it yourself on a, uh, a smartphone or a, a, a cheap uh, device um, like you can with Epic. And so again, for accessibility, um, this opens up many, many more people that can participate in the original spirit of what was intended. Uh, Bitcoin has become uh, digital gold on a blockchain. But if you go back and read the white paper, Satoshi's original vision was peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash. And so yeah. uh, because of its uh, uh, suitability as digital gold, just like gold in the real world, Bitcoin so fulfills really well the store of value properties um, that are the three principal functions of money. But it doesn't do such a good job on medium of exchange. The transactions are relatively expensive and they're relatively slow. And the way that the network processes those transactions means that you have to go to layer two, off-chain scaling, uh, different services uh, around the chain to process transactions to be used as a medium of exchange in daily life. But with, with Epic, because it can handle more transactions faster for cheaper in less data storage space, it means that you can actually use it as a medium of exchange in daily life. Um, and that's what we hope. Uh, we have the same exact store of value properties as Bitcoin because it's the same 21 million supply. Um, and so that part should be good. But then with the 1.4 million transactions a day uh, right now uh, that the network can do, uh, right now a transaction on Epic within one minute is about uh, 
40 transactions for one cent. Um, and we could probably get maybe three to four times as much capacity with a few changes like to block time and block size and so on. So there's a lot of room to, a lot of room to grow on layer one. Um, uh, our, our vision is about usability as actual money in the real world in daily life. And so if we tick the store of value box and we tick the medium of exchange box, then what we really want to do is become a unit of account where in countries like Lebanon, where you have a hyperinflation or Venezuela, um, if the value of the currency, the Lebanese pound uh, or, or Venezuelan Bolivar is going crazy and you have to update your prices every two hours to make sure that you don't go out of business as a merchant. Okay, well, why not make your price list in Epic because it's way more stable than the, the base currency. It may not be as, as suitable as something like the dollar today, but in maybe 50 countries around the world that suffer from currency instability, there is a chance to be relevant as a unit of account. And so that's why in our white paper on the, the very first page, it says store of value, medium of exchange, unit of account. Um, it sounds very simple, but that's uh, getting back to basics, what we are, are here to do. Excellent. Excellent. You gave a detailed information, insightful information, really, and you covered up most of my questions uh -huh. that I wanted to ask. Well, yeah. I, guess, I, guess we're, I guess we're done. Uh, <laughs> no, we are not done yet. No, 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 I will not let you go. Not yet. <laughs> because I really, um, I, I have a researcher background, so I like, uh, I read in details. I'm detailed focused, and I will, when I was reading your project, I was really attracted by the Mimble Wimble protocol that you covered it up and thank you very much for that. And also about the privacy, the privacy that you secure through Epicash privacy for every one of its users. This is very important, especially in the crypto market or even in the more general financial market when you do any transfer. Really, I would like to congratulate you for that. What, what would I you like to, me to explain how that, yes, how that if works? You can. If you can, sure. if you can, in more sure. details, it, I will appreciate that. It, yeah, um, the, uh, uh, a big part of why crypto is not um, accepted by a wider group of people is just because it's way too complicated. Um, I was not uh, really good at math in school. And so when you get into some of this moon math, uh, like uh, uh, Zcash uses something called zero knowledge proofs, which you have to be a rocket scientist to understand. Uh, Mimblewimble uses math that ordinary people like me can understand because it's very simple. It's just exponent plus exponent uh, equals zero is essentially the math. Um, and so uh, uh, to make it simple, there's four principal pillars of, um, of privacy in Epic. The first one is called CoinJoin. So you can do CoinJoin in networks like Bitcoin, but it requires an extra step. And also you can see who is doing the coin join. So it's like raising your hand and saying, hey, I'm suspicious, I have something to hide. Um, so it's not as, as convenient. Um, so coin join is this idea that in every block, every transaction is mixed with all the other transactions. So a Mimblewimble block is just one giant coin join. Um, and that's part of why the data storage is so efficient because it doesn't need to store all of the intermediate states. It just says, okay, you sent money to here and he sent it here and he sent it here. Let's just store the net of who ends up with the money in this block. So CoinJoin is, is mixing the transactions together. 
Um, the next one is called dandelion. And so dandelion is this idea that when you generate a transaction, it doesn't go to the blockchain immediately. It bounces it around the world all, through different nodes randomly. So you send a transaction there in Lebanon and it pops up in Liberia or somewhere randomly. You don't, you don't know. So it prevents someone from watching your wallet traffic wallet. as another way of, of, of identifying you with your transactions. The next one is called cut through, which means that the data uh, in older approaches to privacy, Monero is a great project, but the way that it achieves privacy, the data um, is still stored there in the blockchain. Mimblewimble or Epic Cash does not store any amounts or addresses in the blockchain. So uh, if, if you had, let's say 10 years from now, if, if there was some fancy machine learning, artificial intelligence, quantum computing way of figuring out who did what transactions, that just isn't possible in Epic because the data doesn't exist there in the blockchain uh, to, to work on. So uh, if, you, if you don't have any data, then uh, uh, hopefully that provides a better uh, layer of, of uh, protection for people's, uh, people's rights. Um, and then the, uh, uh, the next one is Tor. Uh, Tor is something that uh, has been in use for a long time that's well understood. Um, Tor is just a way of uh, 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 routing your uh, transactions through different layers where your IP address is not revealed. And so those are the four pillars of how privacy is achieved. And there are some other uh, things that can be done that the privacy will continue to improve. Um, but I, I think it's important to note that um, uh, we're going for what we call private but not shady. Um, if you're a hardcore criminal and you want to do uh, bad things, let's say, then you probably want to use specialized tools that are like purpose built for hiding your crime. Um, we're focused on everyday privacy for everyday people um, rather than academic level security, uh, spy versus spy uh, type of stuff. There's a, there's a market for that, but it's very small. We're, we're trying to be uh, practical money for everyday people. So it's a little bit different when you get into the details of how the, the different privacy technologies work. Okay, thank you. Privacy is a feature, but it's not the main focus. It's not the whole reason yeah, for existence. Yeah, I totally understand. I would like to give you some good news now. As Epicash is sponsoring the first episode of Crypto Untangled, it is giving away $100 US in Epic coin for our followers. Five random followers will be selected, and the prize will be divided equally among them. What you need to do is to subscribe to our podcast, Crypto Untangled, Follow on Twitter Crypto News Lebanon and Epic Cash and write down your Twitter handle in the comment section below. The names will be selected randomly and the winners will be announced in the next episode of Crypto Untangled. So just follow and comment. Now let's go on with our conversation with Max. Another question that I want to ask is about the utility of your coin, the Epic coin. Like, can people who earn Epic coin use it to buy goods? Or is there any, if not yet, is there any discussion going on forward to add yeah, Epic not, coin not as yet. a means of payment? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so one of the differences uh, about Epic versus other projects is um, uh, everybody in crypto knows that um, uh, projects announce 
they make pre-announcements of announcements of what they're going to announce in the future. Um, yeah. And it gets kind of silly. People are, are promised these, uh, wow, everything's going to be great years from now. Trust us to go and build it. And so our approach is to say, we're not going to talk about anything until it actually is built and you can use it so that you don't have to trust that anything is going to happen. It either, just like Bitcoin, uh, it works today or it, it doesn't. So there's a lot of things coming um, in, in that. Again, the, uh, the, the idea is that it needs to be usable as money in people's daily lives. And a big part of that is replacing the individual use cases for transactions. If I wanna split the dinner bill with my friend, that is one set of considerations. If I wanna pay my supplier overseas for a load of textiles, that's a different uh, a different way of thinking about it. Um, if you're talking about online marketplaces like eBay, Amazon, Alibaba, um, plugging into e-commerce stores and so on, then then that's different. Um, so we're looking at it in a generalized way of saying how can we build as many connections as possible between the Epic network of storing and transmitting value to other existing networks of storing and and transmitting value. So that's something where it's it's not that there's one main thing that is going to happen and then it will all be great. It's lots of little things independently. Um, the structure of Epic is just like Bitcoin in that there is no company, there's no central organization, there's no marketing department, there's no budget. We're just all independent volunteers that believe in this idea of what we can create working together of a better system of money for everyone. And so there's lots and lots of individual projects where people are figuring out how to make Epic relevant as money in those different contexts. Okay, thank you. So we are in the crypto. <laughs> yeah, it's so many details, so many details. And as I told you, I started since a couple of years learning and uh, doing research about crypto, and I'm fascinated about everything that it, stand, it holds so and getting also new information it's really enriched my knowledge and also it's very ins inspiring and might be for so many people also and your project is really fascinating really and i wish that it with so many epic ideas going forward we are in the crypto we are in a crypto program in here and I want to ask you, what's your personal opinion about crypto and blockchain? Like why it's so relevant and important nowadays? I think that it's, uh, it's, uh, we're at a pivotal time in history for the future of human freedom. Um, as we've seen in, in uh, regimes such as China with the social credit score, um, if you criticize the government, they can turn off your money. Um, and so, uh, and blockchain is forever with the data publicly accessible for forever. Um, something you do today can have implications 20 years down the line. Here in the U.S. where I live, we're starting to see this idea of cancer culture where um, people say, oh, I don't like your ideas, even if those were how people thought 100 years ago or even 
10 years ago, uh, they're tearing down statues and rewriting ideas of what, um, uh, what is acceptable. And so um, I think that, uh, that we're seeing an environment where our essential rights and freedoms are being taken away. Um, this uh, uh, problem of a, of a virus, this COVID virus, is being used as an excuse to uh, eliminate freedoms. You can't uh, gather in public, you can't travel, you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, big tech is censoring what you can and can't say um, and manipulating elections behind the scenes in sophisticated ways. And so I look at what we're doing here with Epic as preserving the cornerstone of people's personal rights, uh, their independent liberties um, as individuals. And if we don't protect those rights, then freedom of speech will be lost soon after. And then, uh, then our actual lives. We've seen um, the, the Nazis, Pol Pot in Cambodia, uh, the Soviet Union, uh, authoritarian repress repressive political regimes um, uh, use their power um, in predictable ways that we've seen over history. And so I think what we're doing with Epic is partially about money, but it's mostly about saying uh, we have natural rights just based on the fact that we exist and uh, people, other groups of people should not take away those, those rights. Um, it, the way I look at it is um, in the United States today, because the Federal Reserve is a private company, it's not federal and it has no reserves. It's not part of the government. It's just a private bank that makes money for its owners um, in partnership with the government. The government taxes the people to give money to private banks. And if you think about it, that's a form of taxation that circumvents the normal democratic process. Yeah. So we have this appearance of uh, we vote on how we're going to allocate resources between people. And then there's this whole parallel secret hidden system that nobody understands that's taking trillions of dollars in wealth from average people and giving it to the richest in a way that nobody uh, can understand. So I think what we're doing has absolutely um, uh, pivotal relevance for uh, the, the future of freedom on the planet. Yeah. That's how I got involved in crypto, what makes me so passionate about it. Ultimately, there are billions of people that are frozen out on identity, KYC, AML, things like that, that mainly just to exclude people from access and protect the already rich from competition from people, particularly in emerging markets. So uh, I'm hoping that um, in, in Lebanon, people realize that Epic is a way that you don't need to uh, go protest on the streets. You don't need to burn down any buildings. You just need to decide at the point of paying for something, do I want to use a form of money that is consistent with my values or do I want to perpetuate the old uh, paradigm where my, my, my value, my purchasing power, my life is stolen Absolutely. secretly because they can print unlimited quantities of currency and give it out to friends. Um, Epic is an honest platform for everyone to participate in. That's a good point. Thank you. I have a last question though. What's the advice? or the message that you would like to give to the to our audience? Short, no need for many details. Mine, mine, mine epic. The best way to get involved is just to download the software. It's free. Um, there's a, a community of miners available to help on Telegram 24 seven. I'll send you the link. It's uh, um, just epic miners on Telegram. 
And so if you already have a computer that's sitting there, especially if you're a student, you have free electricity in your apartment or in your office, why not spend five minutes to install the software and get some free coins every day? I mean, so uh, there's, there's no investment beyond the time it takes to understand how to get it running. And so that's my best advice. If you, if you have um, uh, uh, assets in other forms, um, the Lebanese pound is a proven way to lose value. Um, gold is great. Um, they're printing trillions of new dollars, so I wouldn't recommend those. Um, no. uh, but I would say that uh, uh, e education is the best investment that people people can can make. And uh, as you know, within crypto, there's a big learning curve. Um, it's not just about the technology; it's about the uh, the, the behavioral economics, the game theory, uh, a lot of the Austrian thinking. Um, there's a lot to learn. Uh, but if you do make that investment in uh, getting back to, again, store of value, medium of exchange, unit of account, the principles uh, behind money, then you can protect yourself better. We don't need to be victims anymore, I think is my biggest message. So, unfortunately, we're coming to an end. My pleasure. And I would like to thank you again for accepting my invitation, for being my guest today. And uh, I wish you, I really enjoyed our conversation. And I Me wish you, too. I wish you, you and to your team a lot of success. And I really look forward to talk to you again. I can't wait. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks a lot. We just had Max, founder of Epic Cash, a secure, scalable, and private means of exchange designed for a wide distribution. As Max emphasized, Epic Cash is the final point in the journey toward true P2P Internet Cash, the cornerstone of a private financial system. The Epic currency aims to become the world's most effective privacy protecting from form of digital money by satisfying the three principal functions of money, store of value, medium of exchange, and unit of account. For whomever who wants to earn Epic coin, it can be mined in different ways, and as Max stated, it will soon be mined easily via your mobile phone, which is fantastic news. What you need to do is to have a smartphone and internet connection. But for better and more information, please go to www.epic.tech. Read carefully, learn new information, and make the right decision for your investment. At this moment, we have come up at the end of the first episode of Crypto Untangled. I really enjoyed the time with you and hope you did too. For more episodes and information like this, do not forget to subscribe on Crypto Untangled podcast and follow us on Twitter on Crypto News Lebanon. Thank you for being with me today. Until next episode, take good care of yourself. Do your own research and invest wisely. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Crypto Untangled. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information, visit us at kryptonnewslebanon.com. We'll see you soon. See you soon.